Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, your favorite queer Numenera pod slash podcast. We're excited to have you with us and hope you enjoy our game. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your pod slash vodcast. Every review brightens our day and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise our show, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Keep up to date with all our shenanigans, streams, and giveaways by following us on Twitter at EQPoints. If you want notifications for when we're streaming our episodes before they're released, be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash experiencepoints and say hi. We love chatting with all of you. Stay tuned after the episode for some more exciting announcements. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kelrick. I'm your narrator for Cuminera. I have no pockets to put my hands in. That's cold. (laughs) (laughs) And today I'm here with my fabulous cast. Why don't we start with um, Cage? Go ahead and introduce yourself. My pronouns are he, him. Hi, all. I'm Cage. uh, And um, I think my web captioner stopped working. So that's cool. Um, my pronouns are she, hers, and I play Charlie, a strong old nano who talks to machines, and her pronouns are also she, hers. Okay, I think I fixed it now. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'll say that one more time real quick for captioner. Uh, my name is Cage. I use she, hers pronouns, and I'll be playing Charlie, a strong old nano who talks to machines whose pronouns are also she, hers. Hi, uh, my name is Aaron, and I am playing Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue, and both of us use they, them pronouns. And my name is Kenny. Uh, I use he, they pronouns, and I play Hillian Jossa, an earnest Jack who howls at the moon, who uses he, him pronouns. Awesome. So I believe Cage is also giving us the awesome recap today. Yes, indeed. Uh, so Marcus put up this structure for us to spend the night. And as we left, we were attacked by a swarm of dragonfly squirrels. And they tried stealing my books. Uh, I used the shatter wand that Rylu gave me back, but uh, gave back to me the previous day and annihilated the majority of the swarm. Fortunately, this also damaged both of the books, but I did get them back. Uh, I sh- should be able to repair them, I think. Uh, we continued on to an otherwise uneventful day. However, when we stopped to eat and make camp that night, I was attacked by some sort of aggressive plant. It shot a thorn into my leg, and now I can't feel it at all. Rylu attacked the plant while Marcus tried to get me up on their anine, but then Hillian suddenly started changing into his beast form. I, I thought they weren't supposed to be able to do that again for a while. Hillian took out the plant, but the change frightened Marcus, and directed their need to go off running deeper into the forest. Fortunately, the plant is dead, but now we've lost Marcus. I can't, and I can't feel my leg. Uh, at least I know that plant would never let another one like it survive nearby. So we should be safe to camp here for the night. Sometimes I wonder what I'm doing adventuring with Rylu and Hillian. Working with Wither was dangerous, but at least that danger was expected. I guess at this point I don't have much of a choice, so as long as they keep saving my life when we get into trouble, it's the best I could ask for. Currently, everyone is looking for Charlie's books. Nobody cares about Marcus at all. All right, so 
you all have determined a direction and are sort of following. Give me a... Who's going to give me the percentage roll? High or low? Nose goes. Um, I, I think I gave one already, right? Yeah. I, I, Hillian will. Uh, and because Hillian's feeling low, low. Okay. Hey. 47. 47. Yeah, you are able to avoid any issues at all as you move through the forest. You are being cautious and I think you pass another nest of the chipmunk roaches and you just get past them. Nothing happens. Um, You go for about half a day and you find where Marcus had holed up and you can tell exactly where they're going and you're only about 20 minutes behind them. So half a day's journey in one night. He did not sleep at all. No, or they, they made half a day's journey in one night. They did not sleep at all. No, they were in a panic. Hillian is cool. Howlian is terrifying. I mean, holy smokes. Have you seen that image? Yeah. Not cute. Hold on. Now. I will move the image. You get used to it. You get used to it. I don't know that I would. Helric, <laughs> why do you even mention it? Because you know that it's going to pop up on stream. <laughs> it's the hairlessness that makes it so bad. Yes. And the bloody mouth. The bloody <laughs> mouth does not help. Oi. <laughs> So. I mean, it has abs. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty terrifying. Howlian is ripped, okay? And likes to rip. Oh, so God. is the leg in the mouth. Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> all right. So you all are getting closer. You're, you're smart enough not to call out. The, the tracks are much fresher, so it's really easy to follow them. And you see Marcus in the distance and he is moving very slowly on the anine. Like it is, he is keeping it to a really snail's crawl because they, they keep it to a real, they are moving at as slow a pace as possible to be safe because they are not interested in running into Howlian. So you all are able to catch up to them and not spook them. And um, Kenny, give me a percentage roll. Let's see if Marcus actually saw you transform or if they just saw Howlian come from a direction. Okay. Um, this I'll do uh, high. Okay. 84. Yes. Very nice. We've been killing our rolls today. I'm a little nervous because something's, <laughs> there's got to be like the balance, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Marcus did not see Hillian turn into Hallian. They just saw Hallian. And so they thought that Hillian was eaten. 
<laughs> so it was it was a pretty scary thing. Um, and they are so visibly relieved that you were okay. And oh, oh my gosh, Charlie, what? How did you get away from that thing? Oh my God, that was terrifying. Uh, Charlie will kind of just like look over at Rylu and Hillian because she's not quite sure like how much she should say. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like Rylu and Hillian were a bit of a ways back because I feel like what happened is like we were getting close to uh, Marcus and Rylu was like, oh, I'm going to hold back just in case, you know, you never know how people are going to react. And uh, so I feel like we're not like out of earshot, but we're definitely like, I don't know, 10 feet, 15 feet away. Like, hey, you go, you go talk to Marcus, see how this is gonna go for a little bit. Um, Rylo just kind of shrugs when you look back. Um, okay, well, in that case, Charlie will look back and she'll probably give them like a signal that it's okay to come closer. Cause the way that Marcus is saying it is not like, how could you be with that person still after they just transformed into that beast? It was like, how did you get away from that beast? Yeah. So, I feel like Charlie would kind of be like, it's okay to like, like, come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but we'll turn back to Marcus and, um, and kind of like say to them that like, um, I don't even know. I don't know what Charlie would want to say to Marcus around that. Cause she really does feel like the Hillian Hallian thing is like a thing for like Hillian to tell or, like even Rylu, because Rylu's been with Hillian so much longer, she really has only known them for like what a couple of weeks at most. Like, I feel like it's just like a really personal thing that she doesn't know what is her place to tell. Okay. Um, so she'll probably kind of like while they're like hopefully Rylu and Hillian would be coming. Um, Hopefully they'll be coming like closer, but like, um, we'll say to uh, Marcus, well, um, you know, after I got hit by that plant, uh, I, I kind of went down. So um, really it was, you know, Rylu and, and Hillian that helped us uh, in that situation. So, how did you all get away? That 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 was terrible. I've never seen anything like that. Well, sometimes I think that it's a friendly-ish creature. I, I it follows us from time to time, but it does so on a cadence and it wasn't time for it yet which is why we didn't mention it before uh that that is something that I think you should me for is there more is there more 
I should know? I think what you've witnessed about sums it up. Oh. Well, let me put their face in their hands. And they're just like, I'm, I'm glad you're all okay. And I think at this point, Charlie will pipe in and just kind of be like, the, the beast that you saw, it, it protects us. Um, uh, several times it's saved my life. Um, it, it, it's not a harm to us. I think at this point, Marcus gets a little mad at you, Cage. Like, Marcus is like, Charlie, how could you not think to tell me about this? If you, if it saved your life multiple, why? Why is that not? Some secrets aren't Charlie's to tell. I, it's my fault. I, it's my responsibility. And I failed in this instance. I, I, I'm sorry, Marcus. Marcus is very quiet and... Can I roll on consoling tasks? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I'm trained in it. Uh, I'm going to apply full effort, um, even though I get a minus two to this roll. (laughs) Okay. So let's see your roll. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow... That became a zero. It was a two, well, which beat a TD four. <laughs> yeah, it still gets all the effort. It's just minus two. Yeah, it's basically a zero roll plus what you've added. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is not enough. Because A, Halion is terrifying. B, Marcus is already angry because apparently you all knew this was a thing and didn't bother telling them. And see, they barely know you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, no, you were not able to console them or make this better. Um, I think Marcus is, is very quiet and just says, well, we've lost a lot of time because of this. So let's, let's just get going. And... Uh, Y'all are able to make it back to... Do you want to head back to that safe camp space you made? Or do you want to just cut through the forest for a more direct route rather than going? How's Marcus feeling? Because they haven't rested at all, right? No, you saw that they had a small campsite that you ran into. And they got a couple hours of rest. And so... They've just kind of been drowsing as they keep the anine going slowly. Okay. So. I mean, I feel like we should head towards where our destination is, not away from. So just stay deep in the forest and head in a straight line, which is perfectly Riley was definitely positioning, like, our anine behind Marcus's. Like, like, not directly behind, but I'm saying, like, I'm keeping an eye on Marcus, not... Marcus isn't going behind me type of thing. Well, I mean, if Charlie wanted to, since it's 
Marcus and Charlie were sharing this anine. Charlie could move over and Hillian could have their anine back and Charlie could be driving. Well, but Hillian is still essentially hungover, right? Like if yeah. Hillian's not feeling well, I think Charlie would stay on her own anines because okay. if something were to happen and Hillian, okay, out of character, like if something were to happen and Kenny had to make a check, <laughs> keep his anine in check, I think that that modifier would be a little rough. Well, I feel like it fits the tone anyway, because even though this is not Marcus's Anine, Marcus is like, I'm going forward. Well, they're pretty angry at this point, so yeah. I don't know, yeah, I don't know that Charlie would want to get into Marcus's personal bubble when they're feeling like this. Fair enough. Riley was so annoyed at Marcus right now, too. (laughs) I don't have to tell you my secret, stranger. I don't know you. It will also give Hillian the opportunity to roll several recovery rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you're not driving and um, Rylu is, then yeah, you can do oh, really no. poorly on your recovery yeah. rolls, but you can do them. Oh my gosh, so seven. Ugh. All right. So you all go along and... You make it, you're basically, even though you've cut through the forest, you all have made it to about a day out before you need to camp again because you're just exhausted. Um, why don't we have, uh, who, who wants to make the, actually let's have cage make the, the, Roll to determine whether you have an encounter or not. Right. High or low? Go high. That seems to work for me. Ah, 71! You do not. You find a very safe place. You all manage to hole up. And... I think Marcus just sets up and goes to sleep and doesn't have much to say. Just is feeling very betrayed by Charlie in particular. I think Charlie will give them their space. Like I don't I don't anticipate Charlie to be one to like initiate that kind of like a like Charlie I think will wait for Marcus to kind of um well, first of all, like recover a little because they're probably still really exhausted. Yeah. Um, but I think Charlie's the type that like when the stress is high like that, she'll wait out kind of until the emotions have calmed a little. Okay. Or at least we'll see if emotions calm a little before like jutting in. Yeah. Um, so Marcus finds the a secure enough space and just eats rations and goes to sleep, leaving the three of you to yourselves. And, um, Kenny, why don't you give me a int check? Ooh. Okay. Anything specific? Um, not understanding. Actually, 
Like, would it be a per- like? Could I do a perception task or? Uh, I was gonna, that's what I'm looking through, and I think yes, you can do a perception task. Is this the same day? Yes. Okay. So this is just before you go to sleep. Okay. So perception and understanding Numenera will uh, ah, drop okay. the difficulty by two. Okay, cool. Um, change, making sure all my modifiers are set. Uh, I think maximum effort because mm-hmm. it's bedtime. Yeah. So with your roll, you... As you're starting to drift off to sleep, remember that as you were transforming into Halion, that slap bracelet mm-hmm. on your hand sort of squeezed and then actually flashed um, sort of a bright white in one area and then went back to normal. And so with this role, you know that means something, but you'll have no idea what. But it is something that you remember. And so that just sort of comes to you as you drift off to sleep. Okay. And I'm assuming Cage or Riley were taking the first watch? Yeah. Cage will take, or uh, Cage, Charlie will take first watch. Cool. So, um, the night actually passes uneventfully. You found a very secure place. You're fine. Everyone who has rolls to make to recover can do them and then clear everything. I think that night is when Rylu finally uh, goes through. I think that, like, as we were laying down for bed, Rylu had, like, pent-up frustration, and so they started, like, practicing with weapons, and that's when they realized that their sword was missing. <laughs> what? Yeah, weird, isn't it? <laughs> A sword? What sword went missing? Yeah, my sword of healing. It's missing. I don't know. Uh, Kate or Charlie, do you know where my sword went? <laughs> Your sword is missing? Yeah, I, I, I have well, no idea where it went. When was the last time you used it? <laughs> in this forest? I have no idea. I mean, the last time we fought anything was the bir- was the birds, or... I think I used it with the birds, maybe? Did you put it where it belongs? <laughs> Listen, Hillian, my weapons always go where they belong. The rest of my stuff, maybe not. But my weapons, you know I take care of those. Well, did you have it when we... We're with the plant thing? I don't know. I haven't, we've been on the move so much lately. I haven't even had that much time to practice besides my basic stretches and warmups. Are we on a, a course to have to pass by that area? Oh no. No, no, no we're, no, we're past it. Well, past I thought about asking when we looped back, but like the odds of us happening across that specific trail, like is so low. Well, and you were so much more deep into the forest mm-hmm. that yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it, it just, I mean, the, the conversation isn't going it, to, it can't be that interesting. I just eventually Peter's out trying to being like, ah, going to have to get a new sword somewhere. I, hate I always hate it forest. when a good weapon disappears. Yeah, I hate this forest. It's like Indiana Jones and snakes. 
<laughs> so my, my, my sword's gone. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, you lost an artifact, and you're just like, meh. Well, so my thing is, like, Rylu's definitely more upset. I just feel like the conversation yeah. could not have been that interesting. But, like, <laughs> at the same time, it's a weapon, right? It's mm -hmm. a tool to use. Like, as a weapons dancer, like, yeah, it's part of your, like, routine, and it's really cool. But also, like, it's just, uh, it's one of those things I feel like they look at it in, like, a... Uh, it's an extension of your body. I could always get like another. I can get another sword. It's, it's an a tool extension to use. of my body. I, I can always know, get another I know those arm. two are conflicting. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's a part of me, but it's like if you're a nano, like I could just get a new arm. It's fine. It's fair. All right. So, yay! You have realized you've lost your weapon. Um, cool. And you all have camped. It's the next morning. Everyone's. It's still really awkward, I think, around the camp. I mean, Marcus is pretty silent and just going about packing up and getting ready to go. And. Um, the, unless you all are doing something, they're just sort of on the anime and. Uh, ready to leave whenever you all are. Yeah, all right in the happy silence. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Charlie will be ready to go. And I think she'll probably, like, now that the night has passed, we'll try to, like, engage in small talk with Marcus. I, I Well, is, is Hillian better? Like, would Hillian be on... On his own, Anine at this point, like with Charlie and yeah, in the morning, Hillian would have been up and um, breaking camp, making breakfast, um, and doing the the normal tending things that uh, Hillian does. Um, so they they appear or he appears to be back to normal. Cool. Okay, so before we get on the Anines, then I think Charlie will anticipate that she will be sharing an Anine with Marcus, and we'll try to engage into like some small talk with Marcus, but starting off with apologizing for not telling them about Halian. Um, and and I think part of it, part of her conversation, so she'll go up to Marcus and kind of be like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about about that the the beast uh it's it's honestly something that's really new to me as well i've i've only been traveling with with rilu and hillian for a short time but um but it has it has saved me a couple of times already and i do feel safe with these two um but I'm, I'm sorry I didn't tell you. I, I didn't anticipate it come, it showing up. Marcus is silent for a while and just... Oh. I can't say it's okay. I can't imagine not telling something like that to you, but... You know, we just, we've been through enough. We'll move past it. 
And they just sort of try and let it lie like that as they continue processing. I feel okay. Is does mm. could Rilo have overheard this? I don't care. I, I think yeah, we're in a small camp area. Okay. I, I don't. I, mean, I don't think we're like shouting about it, but like I <laughs> no. don't think it would be hard to overhear us. I think there's a moment where uh, where Marcus walks away, like maybe to like pick up a pack or, or something. And I think Riley just walks over and like waits for Marcus to notice and just goes, listen, some secrets aren't others to share. I am sorry that we put you in some sort of danger or that we put you in danger, but there we told you a lot comes with traveling with us when this all started. We probably should have warned you that danger may come, but it's not my secret to share either. And it definitely isn't Charlie's. So I understand your anger and frustration because your life was at risk, but sometimes you can't tell someone something because it's not your thing to tell them. And like, I'm not trying to influence them. I'm trying to be genuinely honest. Cause like, this mm -hmm. is none of our secret to share. Like this is Hillian's thing, you know? Um, so I'm not going to use any of my abilities, but like maybe some of their natural talent comes well, in. Um, actually, if you could just do a roll and just an int roll using your all social interactions thing. Yeah. Um, I guess like I'll put in effort cause I'm being very genuine, but I'm not yeah. trying to like influence them. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. shoot. Ooh. That's 20. That's 20. <laughs> Dang. Um, Y'all, why are we on fire like this today? Not in danger. Nervous. No danger. So, True. this really gives you this inter interaction. I think you come in and just through the what you're saying and just watching Marcus's body language and their interaction with you is they understand that there is something about this creature that you all don't feel like you can share but not telling them that this creature is a thing because they don't realize they haven't linked it to Hillian and so right. this secret talk is very confusing to them unless the monster has a secret that you can't tell and they're like I don't want to know a secret about this thing I just want to know that it's going to be there sharing that we travel through areas where dangers pop up all the time and knowing if something is a danger to us or nice or not and is nice is going to be nice and helpful especially when it looks like Halion <laughs> is all the information they needed so yeah it's you are 100% successful and I think through your what you say Marcus is able to let go of you know everything here and I think you gain an asset in social interactions with Marcus going forward cool um, 
Whether you want nice. that or not is up to you. But I, I was think, being weirdly reflective this time. <laughs> I, I think after Riley says something, the camera pans over and both Marcus or Marcus catches Hillian playing like a little game of fetch with Jock. <laughs> a cute little <laughs> moment. Okay. Where like it's just peaceful. Yeah. Totally. Um Yeah, and I think What's that's fetch with like a goat. Dick dick look like. Exactly as cute and awkward as you'd think it would. It's adorable. <laughs> Let's just see it hopping over. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cute. Okay. So y'all go through all this and Rilu in a stunning moment of social interaction clarity is actually able to fix the situation. <laughs> So that Marcus is able to just sort of let things go and be back in alignment. Y'all get on the, on the path back to where you're going and you all start to recognize some of the landscape from the Numenera sharing that Marcus did. And so you reach a point where you all get off your anines and Marcus says, this is gonna, this is gonna be a lot harder with four of us plus the three anines. So do we want to leave the anines here or do we want to take them in with us? Because making sure that they don't set off any of those pit traps is going to be really hard. Well, I, I I do think that maybe we need to tie them up here. Um, I I agree, because if uh, if Jacques finds one of the the pit traps, I don't want his screaming to uh, scare the Anine. Why does Jacques? Why would Jacques scream at a pit trap? That's his alert. <laughs> Remember, he goes. Oh, no. ah! oh God. <laughs> I'm excited for all those sound clips. <laughs> I am not. Oh, poor Kelrick editing this. Oh. All right. So maybe you find a different one, Kenny. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. All right. But if that's what happens, you all take a negative three to any stealth rolls. Oh, really? Okay. No, I'm I'm saying, who was trying to be stealthy? Well, fair. I'm just (laughs) saying, if there are stealth rolls. So. (laughs) Find a spider. I don't care. (laughs) Um, Why do you always say stuff like that? (laughs) I already fought a spider. I'll find a dress car. I don't care. It's Rylou. I've got my razor rings. I don't need anything else. Hey, we're alive, aren't we? We're alive. (laughs) Um, Barely. Challenge accepted. uh, Listen, I have full stats. I don't know. Maybe I just like tempting fate. Um, I think Rylou goes, well, if we leave them here, they'll be gone when we get back. But if we fix whatever vehicle we're looking for, then we won't need them. So it's true. All right. So why don't we have... 
Killian, you have the thing about... No, Charlie, you have the thing about plants and stuff. Why don't you... Mm -hmm. And <laughs> who else has something that makes... Oh, you have forest pathfinding. Yes. Why don't the two of you try and do um, int checks together? So both of you roll. And if you both roll well enough, then you find a place where you can safely secure the two the three anines. Uh ten, but I've added a level of effort. Oof. So it's uh, a T D five. Um yeah, I think between the two of you, you find a reasonably <laughs> secure area. This is no one rolled a one, so we're fine. Yeah, see when we need to accomplish something, low rolls. When we're just talking twenties. <laughs> Alright. So, who's going to take the lead? Well, I, I feel have... like Marcus knows where we're going, right? Yeah, so I think it'd be Marcus, um, Hillian, and Jacques. Um, and then... Well, Ryler's the one that, like, learned, like, real recognized mm -hmm. the pattern in the traps, too. Oh, fair enough. Which, oh, yeah. Which is why I think... I feel like Marcus Charlie should be near me. the middle somewhere, though. <laughs> I will tell you... The NPC is not leading. Okay, so maybe Rylu? <laughs> yeah, Rylu's. I mean, well, yeah, but you have a, a, a trap detector goat. Like, I feel like mm. I don't so, know which one's more useful. Like, yeah, I'm, I might know the pattern, but you can detect them. So Rylu and Hillian at the same level. And yeah. then... Um, Charlie and then Marcus. Yeah, and, and Jacques is in front of us. Okay. So... Let's and Charlie go. will grab her stuff off the Indians, like her books <laughs> and stuff. Oh yeah, Rylu always has all their stuff. I think I said that before. Especially like because Rylu, like Rylu mentioned, like if we get a vehicle, we don't need the Indians. So if we end up leaving through a different way, Charlie wants to make sure she has her stuff. Yeah, I think we're kind of pack muling it right now. Sounds reasonable. Um, that's going to add a difficulty level to any athletic speed or might rolls um, and as the day wears on it will add difficulties to int rolls as you get tired mm -hmm. so why don't we start moving forward with a perception check from everyone yeah I'll take a 13 nice level of effort. Ooh, Ooh dang. 19 Ooh. from Hillian. Uh, so I have a level of effort, and then I also have um, the the asset for traveling the Adenu Forest to the mound. Mm -hmm. nice, nice, 11. So all of you are able to begin the journey, and you see f what is for you the first pit trap. And with your 19, what do you want to have happen, Kenny? Mm. And it's all, it's perception based. So is there anything in particular you want to be able to see? What's up? Um, I think, um, I, I think Hillian would want to be able to, um, see like the, the the trap 
or uh, whatever it is that's uh, it, uh, the the most common danger um, well before so that uh, he can alert everyone. Okay. Yeah, as you are going through, you can see this particular trap. Uh, Jacques screams. Ah! And you are able to avoid it. I don't feel like Rylu's role was so poor that they wouldn't know where this is in the pattern they see. So you would be able to sort of predict where the next set of traps would be in sort of the direction. And Marcus is able to point out one y'all. So if the traps follow the pattern that you're indicating, we should be able to go and they give you some directions through so that you can get as far into the area as their memory projector showed you without setting anything off. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, we will end for today and we will pick up in two weeks with you all hopefully entering the mound and checking out these vehicles to see if Charlie can fix them. So why don't we sign off in reverse order, starting with Cage. Hey y'all, I'm Cage and I've been playing Charlie for you today. Uh, You can find me and everything I do on my website, ragecagerugger.com. That's R-A-G-E-K-A-G-E-R-U-G-G-E-R.com. Uh, And one cool new thing for me is that uh, I have recently been accepted to be a Jasper's Game Day ambassador. Um, If y'all aren't familiar with Jasper's Game Day, it's a nonprofit organization that uh, uh, raises awareness around uh, suicide um, and suicide prevention. um, And they raise money for that um, uh, using RPGs as uh, one of their main methods of, of raising money. So. Um, you'll probably hear more about that from me on Twitter and, and things like that as well. Nice. nice. Um, I am Aaron. Uh, I've been playing Rylu. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Space Persona. Um, and that's pretty much all I got going on right now. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Come hang out with us in two weeks. And I've been Kenny. I've been playing Hillian. And you can find me on Twitter at Punderdrum. When I am not uh, playing with this uh, amazing cast and narrator, I am uh, the narrator on our Starfinder game. Uh, We just wrapped up uh, our um, uh, adventure path, uh, uh, Soldiers of Brass from the Dawn of Flame adventure path. Um, And we're going to be going on a short break but before we do uh we're gonna be doing some one shots and uh we are playing uh this coming saturday which happens to be halloween and we're doing a special game uh called die laughing by craig campbell is a uh horror comedy game where there is no narrator everybody is uh uh 
creating the game together um, and uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, check us out on our regular Saturday streaming time and uh, you can find out more information about that by following us on Twitter at EQ Points. Yes, and hello, I'm Kelrick. I'm here every other Sunday trying to create something cool with Numenera and these fine folks. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I do, I'm also on the Starfinder campaign, which is super fun. And I want to clarify that when Kenny says we're going on hiatus, he means we're going on hiatus from Starfinder. We'll still be doing one shots mm -hmm. on our normal uh, days, unless they're holidays through the end of the year. Um, you can find me there. You can find me doing um, our Die Laughing game, which I'm super excited about. And I think that's all I've got going on right now that's public facing. We also, um, very excitedly, will be introducing one of our new cast members next Saturday in our Die Laughing game. And I can't wait for you to, to meet them and let them introduce themselves to you all. So join us then and that's it for today thank you so much for joining us we really enjoyed being able to chat with you and and play so thanks bye y'all bye, bye. bye. thank you for watching or listening to Cuminera. if you're looking for more ttrpg podcasts in your life we recommend checking out all of the shows on the be gay roll dice network Every show there is fantastic, and who doesn't want more LGBTQIA content? If you like what we create, then you should also listen to our Starfinder cast, a story utilizing Paizo's Starfinder system. We have an awesome cast of folks following the Dawn of Flame adventure path and improving our way into fun and funny situations. You can easily find us and all of our recent episodes on our website, experiencepoints.com. We thank you so much for listening and supporting us, and please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and wherever you listen to your media. Bye. Everyone Dice is a tabletop RPG actual play show produced by Compass Rose Productions. We are a group of queer players with a focus on roleplay, an emphasis on diverse storytelling, and a goal of creating happy endings for people who don't usually get them. Currently, we are using D&D 5th edition and playing through a dark fantasy homebrew campaign inspired by the world of Innistrad. Everyone Dice streams on Twitch at 4pm PST and is available on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter at Everyone Dice for more information.